0: take away any issues of arrogance, any issues of worldliness, Lord. Let us get closer to you this morning. Let us walk into your presence. Let us walk in your ways, Lord. Let us understand the thoughts that you have for us, Lord. Let us understand just how great you are. Lord, oh, let us just touch the hem of your garment this morning. Let us feel that magnificent touch that you have. Let us grow nearer and closer to you. Lord. Oh, Lord, we just want to gravitate in your presence. We just want to worship this morning in your presence as we lifted you up in praise, Lord, as we sang songs about your wonderfulness your, your glory, Lord. Let the word that you have for this congregation, Lord, touch their hearts this morning. Let the minds be open. Oh, Lord, Let us remember we are your humble servants. Let us not think of ourselves all puffed up, Lord. But let us humble ourselves before you. For there is none greater than you are. Oh, Lord, you have created everything, including us. You've created us to worship you and admire you. Adore you, Lord. You've created us to come into your presence, Lord. To walk with you in that garden. Oh, Lord, we give you all the praise that you deserve. Oh, Lord, we just bow down and honor you this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. we receive the presence Glory of the Lord. Lord. Good morning, everyone. Good, morning. Good morning. morning. What a great day to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. 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 It's always a great day. Amen. Amen. Some of you came in as the light of rain was falling. But uh, <laughs> you know, just the cleansing power of God as he washes the earth clean. Yeah, this morning, if you have a gift, if you have a tithe, if you have an offering, you can place it in the offering box there, Lord. And Lord, we thank you for the gifts we receive in person and online, Lord. We thank you for those that give, Lord, and support this church. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This morning, we're going to talk about he touched me. Amen. He touched me. He oh, touched me. There's an old song. I can't sing it, but some of you probably know it. But uh, not that you're saying you're old. But it says, oh, he touched me. Oh, how he touched me. The joy that floods my soul. Something happened when I know he touched me and made me whole. Amen. The story this morning comes from... Matthew chapter 8, if you want to go there on your in your Bibles or your devices. We're going to take a look at how Jesus healed the leper. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we want to be a church that reaches out to the lost, we have to be willing to touch people that society casts aside, Amen. that society classifies as untouchable. You know, I, I, a question just pondered in my mind is, as we were going through, and as I was saying, he said, "Have you ever wondered what it'd be like to know Jesus? Mm. I mean, not know him the way we know him as Christians, what we've been taught through Scripture, but actually hang out with him, grow yeah. up with him, yeah. I, I, ooh, you, know, you know, play baseball with him or whatever, yeah. whatever he did growing up as a I child, you know, to you hang, hang with you him. You I mean, did they?" You know, when they needed something, did his friends say, come on, Jesus, you can do it. Just turn it into whatever we need. I mean, did they pester him? Did they bother him? What was his habits? I mean, did he go show off and say, hey, watch this. I'm going to walk on water, you know, and just tease his friends? I mean, what was it like to know him? I mean, did he sit around with the disciples around a campfire and you know, have little burping contests and see how many words they could burp out. I mean, we looked at his life and when his ministry started, he hung out with prostitutes, with tax collectors, with diseased people, with sinners, and with saints. He hung out with everybody. He cast nobody aside. I mean, he knew how to spend time and different time with different people and different folks. And, and we have to learn that. Amen. I mean, we come in here Sunday mornings to rejoice and celebrate the goodness of God as they sang about, because it's a great God that we serve. But during the week, we got to be willing to talk to people and, and share the gospel with them regardless of who they are or what type of person. So as we look this morning, go to Matthew, like I said, chapter 8, verse 1 says, And when he came down from the mountain, the great multitudes followed him. And behold, the leopard came up and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus get it, put out his hand and touched him and said, I am willing be cleansed. And immediately the leper was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, see that you tell no one, but go on your way, show yourself to the priest, and offer a gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Now here you notice this this guy has a problem, and he brings that problem to Jesus. Now, we have all had problems in our lives, but we don't always bring them to Jesus. He's not always our first go-to guy. No, let me call my mother. There you go. (laughs) Call your mother, call whoever. You know, but we, we go to people, we try to figure it out ourselves. Yeah. But Jesus had just come off the mountain. He had just done the Beatitudes. You know, and he had quite a following, and they followed him everywhere in those days. But if you had leprosy, you had leprosy in those days. You were, you were cast aside. I mean, you were set out. You, were, you weren't allowed to be anywhere in society. They put you outside the city gates. They had communities of lepers. You couldn't live in town. You couldn't even go in town. No one could even come near you. I was reading in Jewish law you could come within like three meters of a leper. But if the wind was to the leper's back and blowing towards you you had to be 45 meters away. Wow. I mean that's a long time. And that's a long way, it's 45 meters. And this guy had a serious case of it. It was contagious, I mean, you had red dots, you had bumps all over your body. Your flesh would rot, literally, parts of your body would fall off. It was diseased, it was real pain. It took root in your bones and in your marrow. I mean, it was misery. It was contagious as all get-out. So they were real outcasts in society. Now, I know none of you in this place has had leprosy. But some of you in this place have felt like outcasts. Mm -hmm. You felt like you didn't belong in that group, that you couldn't get near, that you had to be out here, and everybody else was inside. I mean, I remember when I was younger, and I I wanted to play baseball, and I had friends that were very, very good at it. A couple of them played minor league baseball. They were signed with professional teams. So these guys were good. I was nowhere near that caliber. So if they're choosing teams, if they had enough people without picking me, I didn't get picked. I mean, I was just there to fill in. You know, so I, you know, it's nowhere near as drastic as what these people go through. And it's probably nowhere near as drastic of things you've gone through when you felt like you were the outcast. You were the one pushed out of the group. Because the enemy then goes after us. And us, tells us we're unworthy. We're no good. We're disgusting. We shouldn't be around. The thing is, Jesus went to them. And this leper comes to Jesus, and he understands the power that Jesus has. He understands and knows that Jesus could cure him of this incredibly tasteful, disgusting disease. He had enough faith. That believe in Jesus, that Jesus could handle the problem. And he came to Jesus. Despite all the discouragement, and I know when you feel like you're an outcast, people are constantly discouraged. You know, so I'm sure the other lepers were going, hey, don't go up to Jesus. Don't go even near him. You can't go up around them. I mean, look at the woman with the issue of blood when all she wanted to do was touch her garment. She was breaking so many laws, mm-hmm. mosaic laws, just getting close. She had no business being in that crowd. And everybody she bumped into became unclean mm-hmm. in society. But they fought it. He knew that it was a terrible problem. He knew that other people had given up on him. They, he knew he was in a hopeless condition. He knew it would take Jesus to heal him. And the power that Jesus had it was the only way he had hope. It was the only hope he had was in Jesus. Amen. He had no invitation from Jesus. As you notice in some of the other scriptures, when Jesus is up against people and talking to people and stuff like that, he told the disciples, yeah, bring him over here. Bring him over here. This guy didn't even have that. I'm sure the disciples were running the other way when they saw him come, and they didn't want to get anywhere near that guy. I mean, he probably went up with his head bowed, so ashamed of the condition he's in. It says he worshipped him. Other scriptures, in the, there there's scripture written in other versions of the Bible, said he knelt down, he fell on their ground and worshipped Jesus Hallelujah. before he even asked him to heal him. But it's so awesome how God takes care of his people. I mean, think about it. Think about all the times and problems and issues that you've dealt with over the years that when you finally went to Jesus, when you finally humbled yourself, and got rid of your attitude, and said, okay, this is the last chance I got. I gotta go to God, or I'm gonna lose. And you finally go to God, and he takes care of it. Think about those things. But here, this guy knew Jesus was his last chance, but he put all his faith in. And we have to learn as we grow up, and as we become stronger believers, walk stronger in our faith, We have to understand that our faith has to grow in Christ. We shouldn't be, Jesus shouldn't be our second choice, our third choice, or our last choice. He should be our first choice. He should be the first thing we greet in the morning when we wake up. It's good morning, Jesus. Thanks for another day. I mean, my saying is, when I wake up, thank you, Jesus. Because every day for me above ground is a good day. Amen. Amen. I mean, you look at things sometimes and you think that we can take a situation and turn it from bad to good. For instance, a man falls out of an airplane. And you say, oh, that's bad. And you say, no, he had a parachute on his back. Oh, that's good. But the parachute won't open. Oh, that's bad. But there's a haystack underneath him. Oh, that's good. But there's a pitchfork in the haystack. Oh, that's bad. But he missed the pitchfork. Oh, that's good. No, he missed the haystack too. So, I mean, you can play that game with yourself. It's good or bad. Or you can just trust in Jesus and put your faith in him. The leper in the story looked at it one way. He had faith in Jesus, and he knew Jesus would heal him. So he says, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Nothing I can do myself. You can make me clean. It shows that there was some fear. that Jesus might say no. He was somewhat shy about, it. Lord, if you're with him. If you're with him. But Jesus never turned anybody aside. He didn't look at the leper and say, oh, you're untouchable, I can't go near you. The Pharisees over there are gonna have a field day with this one, you know? <laughs> He I mean, didn't even think of those things. But we as humans think about that. Yes. We think about that. Oh, if I proclaim Jesus and I work in this womp business, they're gonna come after me. We always worry about what other people are gonna think. Why? Other people aren't living your life, you are. Be honest with yourself. What would be your true reaction to people that sometimes seem untouchable? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've all met them. You all know who they are. But Jesus' reaction comes clear in verse 3 of chapter 8. He said, Jesus reached out and touched him and said, I am willing. Amen. And then he said, be healed. And instantly, the leprosy disappeared. Sometimes we self-isolate because the enemy gets in our head and tells us we're unworthy. We shouldn't be in that group. We shouldn't be doing this. We deserve better. Oh, so-and-so said this about you. So-and-so said that about you. Oh, I don't want to go near those people. They're just going to condemn me. The leper didn't care about any of that. All he wanted to hear was two words from Jesus. I will. I mean, it's one of the greatest statements, the most powerful statements Jesus ever made in scripture. I will. I am willing to be healed. I mean, don't you want to hear those words from Jesus when you take a situation and say, oh, Jesus. You know, help me surrender this to you lord take this burden away lord do this for me help me here Heal me here and jesus just reaches down and touches you and says i will i will you know god never says no to anybody that has faith in him he never says no you can ask him for anything with your faith And he will do it. I mean, there's a profile that this leprous man had. And all of us have fit into parts of that profile from time to time. Mm -hmm. There's always been that time. And we always need to remember, we always need to have our faith so strong That you want to hear those words Jesus say. It's my will. Now be clean. I will do this. Jesus reached out. He touched him. Now he didn't cure him, he made the disease go away. He touched them. He healed them. With compassion, he healed them. And if we touch people, When we're sharing the gospel of Christ with compassion, with true compassion, we're not just giving somebody lip service, but with true compassion, they will surrender their lives to Christ. They will allow Jesus to touch them because Jesus needs to touch every single person in this world. I mean, can you imagine the people standing around at that time in Matthew chapter eight, when Jesus healed that leper? I mean, you can just hear him now. I can't believe I can hear that person. Oh, who does he think he is? Healing the leper. I mean, you can just hear it. But you've all heard that. You've all heard it from friends or so-called friends. You've all heard it from people. They've all condemned you at one time or another. Jesus says, No, I'll heal you. I mean, there were times when Jesus touched the guy with the blind eyes and he was healed. How about the time when Jesus spit in the dirt and made mud and packed it on your eyes and you could see? Would you be willing to do that? Would you be willing to have Jesus pack some mud on your eyes after he spit in it? Well, yeah. <laughs> Man, I'd be willing to let Jesus just spit on it, right? I mean, it says his, his DNA runs through our bodies now. I just want to be healed. That's right. I just want to be healed. Yeah. I mean, how about Peter when they're in the garden? Of Gethsemane, and the palace guard comes up to arrest Jesus, and Peter just draws his sword and whacks the guy's ear off. I mean, Jesus could have said, "Peter, what do you think?" And then he just puts the guy, put the ear back, and everything was fine. The touch of Christ on your life will make such a difference. I mean, it will totally take, I know the darkness that his touch took me out. I know it. And some of us from time to time slip back into darkness. Oh yeah. The enemy gets a hold of us, and it doesn't take much. And it gets in there, and it creates all kinds of chaos. In our life, yes. <clears throat> it creates enough chaos that we begin to believe the chaos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You make it so pretty. Mm-hmm. Hey, gee, you know The enemy never brings up the bad things that happened, no. he only brings up the good things that happened when you were in chaos, mm-hmm. if there was any good thing. And on the Mount of Transgression, Jesus' garments were changed. He shone like a light. Moses and Elijah appeared and God spoke. And the disciples were afraid. I mean, they were cowering. Jesus tells them, get up. Don't be afraid. This is how powerful this Jesus is. We have to realize just who it is that we serve, just who our master is. Oh my God. I mean, there's a difference between healing and curing. Curing means enabling all evidence of the disease to disappear, while healing means we just bring someone back and make them whole. That leper was made whole. We used to have a saying, gee, Broken, Jesus mends. Broken, be made whole. Who, through Christ, not through us, it's the touch of Jesus that makes the difference. Being a whole, complete person, the salvation that Jesus brings to the world is an act of holiness, it's an act of holism. Sin is broken. Separation from God is restored just by the touch of Jesus. Think about the joy that was in your heart the first time you were when you were first saved. I mean, everybody that I know that was first saved, they were on fire. Oh yeah. I mean, you could have sent them out into a crowd, and they would just blah 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 blah. They'd be trying to save everybody. But after 10 years, they get a little comfortable. Yeah. They get so used to coming to church and worshiping with their fellow saints, they forget about the untouchables that are out there. How much of a difference you can make to somebody just standing in line at a grocery store? Yeah. Say, have a blessed day. Amen. Nothing different. You don't have to sit there and rip off 50 scriptures to them. Just have a blessed day. You know if somebody's hurting? You hear their story, you listen. And with compassion, you let Jesus touch them. Because it's His touch that'll make all the difference. It's His touch that'll change all your lives. You know, some of you are struggling right now. But Jesus will change all that. But does it say if we humble ourselves? If we change? Our wicked ways and humble ourselves. God will hear from heaven and he will restore our land. He will. But just like when this leper was cast out in society, he was set out into a leper village where there were nothing but lepers. I mean, there was like a wall around them, they were isolated. And sometimes, When we get alienated, we begin to build the wall around ourselves, and we won't let everybody, anybody in. We begin to live in our own Mm self-righteousness. We are convinced that we're the greatest thing since sliced bread, but we're not. Jesus tells us we have to humble ourselves and get right with him. gift of salvation came from Christ's death and the resurrection. We received it through our faith in him. By tearing down the walls that sin has built up, by tearing down the walls that leprosy had built up on this guy. Jesus made him whole. Amen. Jesus offers his wholeness to the whole world. John, chapter 10, verse 10 says, the thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and destroy. That's the only reason the enemy attacks you. To steal your joy, to steal your peace, to steal your relationship with Christ, and to kill you. He may literally not put a bullet but he's definitely going to destroy your life. He's going to kill everything good that you've ever done. He's going to turn you into a creature that you don't want to be. But Jesus says, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. More abundant life through Christ. The will of God is just so powerful. The will of God is just so important. And Jesus just brings that with his touch. Mm. Let him touch your life. Jesus reaches out to touch you. He reaches out to touch me. He reaches out to touch others through you. You may be used as that vessel. Jesus understood it very well. Everywhere he's went. Everywhere he went, his hands were extended. Yes. I mean, it, now I'm not saying this is right, but I mean, there, there's never been a film of Jesus where I saw him walking around with his hands in his pocket and his head like this. Mm-hmm. Never saw that. He was always looking for somebody to help. The love of the Father was felt by all who received his touch. We read in the Gospels that he took the little children, he put them on his knee, he placed hands on their heads, he blessed them. His words of blessing and healing are accompanied by every touch and loving hand that he extended. And that's all we have to do. We're to be his vessels. All we have to do is reach out with a loving hand, with a compassionate heart, and tell the people. His words of blessing and healing were accompanied by a touch of compassion and a loving hand. He received those words and the people he touched will never be the same. There's not one person in scripture that Jesus touched that is ever the same. None of those people that were blind ever went back and say, hey, I'd rather be blind again. You know, redo this. Or the guy with leprosy. Can you imagine he walks up to Jesus? Hey, Jesus, remember a few years ago you healed me of leprosy? Well, I'd rather have it back now. Yeah. I would never go back and say, Jesus, don't. I don't want to be saved anymore. I don't want your salvation. I don't want the gift of eternal life. I would never say that. He cares. As a church, we need to care. The world must know we need to care. Our actions must support that. I mean, you know, we can't feed the millions of people that are starving throughout the world, but we may be able to feed one. That's one more. We may be able to clothe one, although we can't clothe them all. We may be able to heal one. Although we won't be able to heal everybody, we may be able to heal one. Each of us is called to be the hands of Jesus Christ. Each of us is called to reach out and touch those around us to extend our world and the world of Christ to their lives. There is a world in exile, and we need to reach them. We are told, in the word of God, that we are to greet each other with a holy embrace and lay hands upon the sick and pray for their healing. Jesus knew the power of human touch. I mean, we used to have somebody here, she used to hug everybody, they came through the door just did it because that's the way Jesus taught her to to heal. Just a hug. Nothing romantic. Just a holy hug. of Jesus. Just a holy touch. Lay hands on people and tell them be healed in the name of Jesus. Jesus understood that. don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. You Say that again. People do not care how much you know until they know how much you care. In his wisdom, Jesus calls us to be more than teachers of the truth. He calls us to convey God's love. We're to transport this. We're to be his vessels. We're to carry his love everywhere we go. We're to touch the people. We're to touch them. We're to reach out and touch the people of Christ. We're to reach out and touch the sinner and tell him Jesus forgives you of your sins. We're to reach out and touch the sick and say, Jesus, be in the name of Jesus Christ, of Nazareth, be healed. Mm -hmm. Jesus had an unconditional love for everyone. But sometimes it seems our love is restricted. Well, we love somebody if they do this or they do that, or if they live this way or they live that way, if they talk this way or talk that way or, you know, I mean, when you get down to sports, well, if they don't love the same team, I love them, I can't love them. No, Jesus loved everybody. No matter what, It didn't matter. We have to convey that kind of love. You don't have to be close friends with everybody, but you've got to share the love of Jesus. Let's stand. You got to share the love of Christ with your neighbors, with your friends, with your co-workers, with people you meet, everywhere. I mean, we are God's touching hand. Just put your hand out in front of you and look at it. And say, this hand is an extension of Jesus Christ. And those I pray for today, those I touch today, I'm extending Jesus Christ to them. Today, tomorrow, and every other day going forward. Your hands are an extension of Jesus Christ. This morning, if you have something on your your heart, a burden, Jesus says, you know, give me your burdens. My yoke is easy. My burden's like, come and cast it upon me. Don't cast it upon yourself. Don't try to take things by yourself. Cast it upon Christ. You need prayer this morning. You need healings. You need anything this morning from Jesus. Just come let Jesus heal you, let Jesus touch you, because I know there's people that need a touch of Jesus this morning, I know there's people, I mean, fact, I think everybody in this place needs a touch of Jesus this morning, but let Jesus touch you this morning, let it be Jesus that touches you. Lord, I need your touch this morning. Let the touch of Christ come upon me. Let the power of an almighty God.